Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Michael Dubry is a former professional football player who played for several top flight teams, including Chelsea, Leeds United and Reading. He won the League Cup, the UEFA Cup Winners Cup, and the European Super Cup with Chelsea, and it helped Leeds keep a clean sheet against AC Milan in the Champions League. Since retiring from football, Michael has taken his on-pitch leadership skills to a whole new level and built a thriving career as an executive coach and mentor. In this episode, we sat down to discuss resilience, transitioning out of the game, and what it's like to break free from others' perceptions. Welcome to the Absolutely Podcast, Michael Dubry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me, Jace. Pleasure to be here. Love that. Listen, let's talk, let's talk about the 6 a.m. business to start with. Right? I've seen <laughs> on your socials, you're out there walking in the dark. You know, I'm just like, wow, this guy's on it. Explain the motivation. So um, since retiring, right, um, I've just seen the body change shape. And um, getting older, um, I'm nearer 50 soon. Mad, mad just saying that. And... Uh, there's, there's an athlete in me. And when I go past the mirror, I'm like, who is that? Do you know what I mean? It's not what I'm used to seeing. I just want to, thought I need to make a change. I, I've got a sweet tooth. I love my food. I'm not a massive heavy drinker, but I think it's the food. And I just need to make some changes. And I've stopped, started for many years. And I just needed to make some consistent changes because everything about me is competitive. I talk about the elite mindset and that's me. But the one thing in discipline that I don't have is a self-discipline in uh, myself. And I, I remember this, I went back to this um, story about Gandhi. And he, uh, so Gandhi was there and his mum brought his son, her son there. And he uh, said, oh, she said, oh, can you help my son? He, you know, he's, he's, he's eating this sugar. He won't stop. Can you help him? Please, Gandhi, I know you're a man of wisdom. And he looked at the kid. He went, she said to him, come back in two weeks. She was a bit bemused. Like, you're the man supposed to help. And he brought back in two weeks 
And then Gandhi gave him some words of wisdom. And she looked at him and said, why did you um, not help him two weeks ago? And he said, well, I had to stop myself. I had to do it myself before I can give advice of others. And I took that myself. I talk about people being the best version of themselves. Mm. I'm talking to adults, the corporate world, schoolboys, academy, being the best version of themselves. And I wasn't the best version of myself. So if I'm standing on the stage, I want to be the best version of myself, at least trying to be. So I made a conscious effort last year after my birthday, you know, start making some sacrifices, being disciplined and getting some consistency. And the only time really I could really get to the gym at a consistent time was 6am. It killed me, don't get me wrong, it kills. And, you know, it was like when it was freezing cold, there was snow, defrost in the car. But now it's habit. Now it's like, it's not a problem. I get there and I, you know, I'm not so dead at two o'clock after. Um, so that's the story behind the 6am crew. And just, you know, and I, I wasn't even the person that um, used to post selfie videos. Like I found it awkward. Mm. But I just, it's part of it now and I, I get used to doing it and I get people responding and saying, Lots brilliant. Lots relate to that. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, you know, so now it's habit, it's not a problem. You know, I've done it in the dark, done it in the cold. So come summertime, I'll be blessed. So mm. the 6am crew is get there, get up, back home for the school run. Um, and it's it's helping. It's, it's, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle change, it's yeah. a journey. My thing was, you know, when I'm standing on stage to look like a former athlete, to... When someone asks, are you the best version of yourself? You're the best. I can say, you know what? Either yes or I'm trying to be, which yeah. 18 months ago, I'd have blatantly said no. So that's the 6am cruise story. It's, listen, it's a good story. It's mindset. I can relate. You know, my kids ask me to this day if it's raining or it's, it's cold outside and I'm out there on my bike or I'm running. Like, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because for me, my mental health, my well-being during the pandemic, being stuck indoors, just got to get out, man. Got yeah, to keep yeah. it moving, you know. Yeah. You got to keep it moving. Can't be sitting there. Can't I stagnate. I agree. I agree. I mean, for for like um, mental health and like my mind, it's like um, it's a big thing. And I'm not um, wasn't fragile, but it just it's just something for me getting in there, feeling like a, an athlete again um, in the gym. Just just getting there, a little piece of yourself as well. And we all need a little piece for ourselves, and it's helped me a lot. It sets you up for the day. I mean, yeah. 6 a.m. is a bit early for me. I'm not no, going to lie, no, no, but and, and good for a, you. And there's a thing, I read a book called Eat That Frog. And someone said, read the book Eat That Frog. And I was like, eat that frog. And the, <clears throat> the saying is, eat that frog means that, that you do the worst bit, the hardest bit of your day first. And everything after that is easy. Okay. So once I've gone to the gym, everything mm. after that is yeah. all right. And when I've tried to do, just do the, the late night gym at yeah. 10, but then after I've had dinner, I'm like, or oh, well, there's a movie come on. I'll be talking to myself saying, oh, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll start tomorrow. Yeah. So 6 a.m., it's done, dusted. Everything after that is all right. No, it, it makes perfect, perfect sense to me. So from playing, obviously transitioning to being, a, in, to being a post player, you know, where did the idea or the concept come from to be an executive coach and to go into mentoring? So when I finished football, um, you know, you, you, as a player near that back end, I was always like, you know, the senior one helping, giving advice. And uh, someone said to me, like, you know, you should, like, you know, you should go and help people. But at that time, my my thoughts, I wasn't going into coaching, football coaching. I was going to go into the media. And I, I liked the idea of journalism. When I was in Scotland, I was writing for the Scottish Sun. And I thought, you know, I'll come back down, you know, the Sun. I'd get links with the Sun down here, but total different papers. It didn't work like that. But I was writing for the Oxford Mail. 
and I enjoyed it. I thought was be a journalist, right? And then when I transitioned into the TV, I'd have a little bit more respect because I my words and people give me that. Mm. But I just found that um, a little bit harder in the media doing it. Like you have to do a lot more um, graft and a little bit more. I wasn't scared of graft, but it was a time aspect. Um, and it wasn't that much fun. You don't get to say your personality too much when you're just um, a co-host. You just sit in there, get a little bit of time. And it wasn't that, it wasn't giving me the buzz. Um, and then people start talking about, you know, motivational speaking. I love the American motivational speakers, the Eric Thomases of the world, you know, even though the Americans are a little more out there. Mm. Um, so I started um, looking into that. I did a, a one-to-one with a lady called Dee Clayton, three-day intense one-to-one about how to put together keynote speaking, find your stories that can take anything. Someone asked me, I need you to talk about resilience. I can take any part of my life and turn it into a keynote. Mm. Any, so from ground, I did that. And then I was doing a few keynotes and people were going, oh, do you do one-to-ones? And I was just like, you know what? I want to. So rather than me go to anyone, they've got an excuse to say no, I'm going to go and get qualified. And uh, I sourced after um, the coaching world. And it's not really regulated in the coaching world. It's not really regulated. There's two. There's the ICF, International Coach Federation, and the EMCC, the European Coaching and Mentoring. Um, so... I went to the European coach and mentor and I found that the OCM um, and I said to him, listen, I don't have any um, background of coaching, mm. but they said, you know what? You can do it still. Um, so I had to do it. Started my coaching. First day they sent like, I had these, all these books. I'm like, I'm not a massive reader. Mm. I prefer audio books. I'm like, of course, I can't read these books, man. So like back to school, um, enjoyed it, qualified. Um, and then started my journey there and I love it. My thing is, my passion is helping people. Always been. I love helping people. I love seeing people grow. Um, so that's the journey. And from there, it's it's shaped itself. It's grown, met people. You know, I've gone and coached in some of the big corporations, big businesses, one-to-ones, workshops, groups. And it's just a, a journey I love. And I'm, you know, I'm looking for it to grow. And hopefully my, in my vision, is that um, there's hopefully that there's some footballers thinking, I like that path. Well, you kind like of, you've, you've alluded to something. I was going to ask is that lots of players always asking me in terms of career transition, I would like to be a mentor. I'd like to work. What's, what's the training involved? And you've kind of covered some of it. So if they can go and do some counselling courses, level yeah, one, level I'll... two. But obviously you've got to have the hunger and, you know, the will to want to go and support somebody and, and spend yeah. time listening. So... They're the key strengths. Yeah, key I, 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 if you, I always say, you know, I know that Simon Sinek said, what's your why? And I, when, I, when I'm speaking to people, I would say, what's your fuel? What is it? Like, you know, there's usually seven reasons, you know, it could be financial, it could be passion, it could obligation, it could make a promise. So there's reasons why people do it. They do. Obviously, sport and football, people do it because they love it. But not everyone. I know some players that didn't love the game, they're just good at it. And some players do it for financial. And if that's your if that's your fuel, yeah. it's got to be strong because there's always going to be tough times. Yeah. So if you want to help people, which, you know, I've had players like I used to play with like want to go into mentoring. If that's what you're going to do, go and get your qualifications. Mm. Go and start doing that. And it, there's, there's, you know, one thing about footballers, they don't realise how many 
good quality skills they have. Yeah, of course. We've got have, those transferable yeah, skills. Yeah, they're like, But they're, generally, a lot of players, when they're finishing or coming to the end, it's about making money. So yeah, they, yeah. they're driven by, how am I going to keep making, yeah, making that money? money yeah. But if you haven't got that, as you said, the why, yeah. you know, why am I getting up? You know, you've got to be motivated every yeah. day to be excited to go and do what you want to do. If, if, you know, if the, my thing is, I spoke to a couple of people that, if you just make, like, I need to make that money because you're, you're now going to keep chasing that money. So if that's the one, you'll chase that. If that don't work, you're going to keep chasing. So you've not got a set path. So you have to have a, a, a big reason, a big why, you know, what's your purpose? And, you know, we're all driven by a purpose. What is your purpose? And when you ask yourself, what is your purpose? You know, usually, it usually sets you on your way for a successful journey. You've been working with people within different, like, obviously, organisations and bits and pieces. And as you said, it's about motivating people to, to go out and achieve and, and be high, highly successful in their fields. You know, can you kind of equate the parallels between being a sportsman and being a high achiever in another field? So I always say that, um, when I go into um, businesses, I'm saying there's so many similarities. Um, you know, the winning by small margins, uh, constant changes, um, teamwork, leadership. So when you when you look at say like the the difference, I'd say the first difference between I'd say sport and business is that in sport you're used to change, and you don't panic with change. So when I'm in the corporate world and and you're talking to people about change, change of management, everyone panics. They think that's our job's gone. But when I'm saying to but in sport. There's always going to be changes. There's always panic. a new coaching team coming in behind the manager. You it, it's, it, all you see is an opportunity. Hmm. If you're in the team, I've got to work harder, stay in the team, I've got to try and impress him. If yeah. you're out of the team, that's an opportunity for me to get in. So you work even harder. Yeah. So this is an opportunity. But there's there's a difference in in the sort of mindset because I suppose sometimes academically, you never need to be competitive. You just needed to get the grades. Where sporting, when you're at school, you're always competing for a place and competing. So you always hmm. got that competitive mindset. So now you take this mindset where academic, you're not used to being competitive. There's change, you panic. It's not something you're used to. Mm. So it's just trying to, when I go in there, I'm saying, okay, here's a, here's a, a, a mindset of someone that's successful in, in, their, in their field. And I use the 0.01% mindset. And I say, if you had, if you was in the 0, top 0.01% in your field, where would you be? And it makes them think. So I'm saying, this is what they do. This is what, how they are. These are the qualities that they have. So I'm just saying to them, if you implement some of that to you, it might work. Not salesy. I'm not saying better do it. It might work. Mm -hmm. So I always, you know, I would say seven and two is nine, but so is five and four. I might just be your five and four. You already know seven and two. Yeah. But when you're stuck on seven and two, it's five and four and it yeah. still works. Nine just got to make your, a way. Yeah. And I say, so there's the, the, the elite mindset and say elite mindset is for me is about qualities. And when I talk about the elite performer um, in general, and I, I, I talk about it a lot, and I say it's I break it down into three categories: the qualities, um, the mindset, and the fuel. So I'm saying to him, find your fuel, find your why. You know, mm. it might not be because you love um, being a, a recruiter or a salesperson. Like you might do it for financial reasons, but make sure it's strong. You might be accumulation of you've promised someone you're going to be a success or you just want to get your mum out the the hood. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So whatever your fuel is to get up in the morning, make mm. it strong because 
chances are you're going to hear more no's than you are yeses, and it's going to be difficult along the way. So your fuel has to be strong enough yeah. to get you through your journey. The mindset is, you know, you know, there's the 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 fix and the growth mindset. So can you always say someone throws a sign at you, you'll find a solution. You'll find a solution. I can do it. You said I can't, I will do it. So or I've got oh, you said like, you know, my review's bad. I'm not gonna make an MD. That's me. I'm gonna be mm. this level all the time. Or you're gonna say, what? Said I can't be an MD? I'll show you. Yeah. So your mindset has to be that. That's the elite sports person. And then the qualities in you, like I talk about being meticulous. Are you meticulous in the detail? You know, we had to be, whether it's your preparation, whether it's, you know, your, who you're playing against, find that all these details in what you have to do. You know, our resilience, you know, it's a, uh, for me, sometimes a bit of a buzzword. Yeah. But, you but have we've got to take the hits. Yeah, you we have, have to, to take the hits. part of it. Like whether it's injuries, whether it's rejection, whether it's just you're not liked. Um, determination, uh, dedication, discipline. Mm. And, uh, you know, people have discipline. The three Ds, a lot of coaches yeah, like the three yeah, Ds. Yeah. But they, they, they work. It works. But mm. like when, you, when you talk about discipline in um, the business world, I'm saying, okay, discipline. You've got a big meeting the night before. Are you going to go out for a curry that might mess up your stomach that you might not make the thing? Are you going to be like, I'm going and I've done all my stuff. I'm going to get in early, prepare the room. What are you doing? Be so, ready. And I always talk about the alter ego. Now, even goes alter ego, like everyone associates alter ego with your Bruce Wayne and your, your Batman or your um, David Banner and Hulk. But as players, you had the alter ego. Yeah. Not the same person. I wasn't the same frowning, scrawling person I was on the pitch where I'm at home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You have to have this alter ego. It's the person you need to get the job done. Mm. And you find a way where it switches, whether it be the transition from home to the game. You know, obviously there's triggers. You know, Superman used to go in a little spinny hotel revolving doors, come out. Do you know what I mean? What's your, where you start being that person and that you need to get the, the thing done? If you're a woman and nice, hello to your kids and licking the, the chops. And when you get into the office, you have to be demanding or whoever. So there's all them sort of things I talk about and that you can add to yourself to be the elite performer in what you do. You've talked about um, people's beliefs that they, they feel like they can't learn from a, from a footballer. Do you think players are, are pigeonholed? So when you turn up and you're speaking to these people in a different uh, sector, yeah. do, do, you, do you think they're expecting something different? Yeah, I, I believe like the perception, I always say their perception isn't my reality. Like perception of... And the the thing, the hurdle I think I struggled with at the beginning was if you're an Olympian, a rugby player, there's this perception of like, you can offer a lot, you've got a great story, but we're going to learn from a footballer. Mm. We're going to learn because the footballer is this laddish, boyish, arrogant guy, earns lots of money and just plays football. Sounds so simple. Mm. What are you going to learn? And when you break it down, I'm saying, well, this kid, you know, you, you see him at 18 but I'll tell you what he's been sacrificing since he was nine yeah I mean what sacrifice have you made if someone said to you give up your wine your you're going out for next nine years with no guarantee of success mm. were you willing to do that first thing people do they want to negotiate well what yeah. if do you know what I mean so we have so many transferable skills and that's, you know, my thing is to change the perception. And the, the best thing for me sometimes when I've got the middle-aged woman uh, that doesn't know football, doesn't know me, doesn't know my story, mm. that was sat and heard a bit of my journey, my story, um, and realised, wow, 
and they can learn from and, and wants to to know more. Um, and that's my thing is is changing perception. And there is an uphill battle. Mm. You know, footballers, for whatever reasons, right or wrong, that that get a uh, this image. People are gonna hate. Yeah. People always people always gonna hate on anyone that's successful, but it's understanding the sacrifices. Yeah. I was teetotal when I played. Yeah. And when people hear me say I didn't that, I know like, that you said that. Yeah, very rarely would it would have to be a real special occasion for me yeah. to have a drink. But you know, I'd I'd have a night out, I'd be with the boys. Yeah. I'd still go out, come in late, but I felt better the next day. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. come Monday I was training. 100%. It must be difficult because he'd be like, have one, Jay, have yeah, one, yeah, 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 come, yeah. On. come on, yeah, nah, yeah. I don't need yeah. it. And when I saw the way their bodies reacted on a Monday, Tuesday, yeah, yeah. you know, when we first came up, that culture was we yeah, going yeah. to the pub after. Nah, nah, I was always able to perform and train. And I, I believe that's one of the reasons why I played for a long time. Yeah. You know, played to us 38. Well, played to us 41. Yeah. Played in the league to us 38. I just made those sacrifices. For me, it wasn't a sacrifices, you know? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. I've got kids. There's things I want to achieve, I want to do. Let me just do that. And so yeah. when we speak to young players and they ask, well, how did you stay in the game for so long? They're one of the simple things for me. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I cut out the booze for a start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? That it's, was a simple, that was a process for me. Yeah. And it's, 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 for me as well, it just shows, like, strong, like, because it's very easy to do things you don't want to do in that, with a lot of strong personalities. Telling yeah. you, especially when you're a young lad, senior players, look, and then you're being outed because you don't I used to fit. get it, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and when like, I first started, when I, yeah. when I left Charlton and went to Lincoln, I remember, and they're great lads, loved yeah. them, still speak to these boys today, yeah. but the bonding sessions, yeah, you know, yeah, we were going yeah. out at like Christmas do, yeah. longest days of my life, like, yeah. you know, Christmas do is you, you yeah. finish training or whatever you're at, yeah. all day, all and day. to the next day. So generally, I'd be like, it's going to be a long, yeah. boring day a for me, one, or yeah. I'd just meet them later on in the evening, yeah, knowing yeah. that by the time I catch up with them, we're all going to be yeah, smashed yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what makes it longer because you're around these people and you're seeing them change, change, yeah, yeah. change, and they're like loudish. And everyone reacts different to, to alcohol, mm. you know, and it, people's, you know, like, and it's sometimes you're like, I've got to be out of here. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. a mess, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so, you know, with the people that you're working with now, obviously not predominantly being um, involved in football, you know, different sectors, have you encountered any classism? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I had. To be fair, I wouldn't say I had. Like so far, Touchwood, no, I haven't. I mean, maybe they're the ones I don't get the the yeses to. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, but no, I wouldn't say I've had that experience just as yet. Maybe it's to come. Um, but no, maybe that happens when I don't get the the work, and I believe. What I offer is so new, innovative, different. But I think, you know, different always scares people. Yeah, of course. All right, well, it was well answered. But at least, listen, we're a similar age. So, you know, we came up, played the game. You know, we both played in London. We both played up north. Yeah. You know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talk to me about, have you suffered any racism? Have you had to deal with any discrimination throughout your career? Um, so my first, let me tell you a story. My first experience of racism, right, was I was nine and it was like my local um, boys club, M4 Rangers, like, and um, we was playing our rivals and one of the players that was our captain the year before had joined the other team. It was like, you know, like the summer fate of like, you know, like the, the summer um, five-a-side tournaments, like seven-a-side, you're in the pitches, mm. smell the smell, the hot dog vans yeah. everywhere. Everybody's yeah, there. Yeah, everyone's there. On. So I went, my mum uh, didn't go. I went with one of my teammates who's playing our local rivals. Might have been a quarterfinal, big game, and was playing. And obviously back then I was big and I was, as a player at them ages, like nine, I was big, raw, wasn't skillful, just big and raw to be fair. And, um, you know, and um, someone's a foul. You know, as you're playing against small players, it's like always seems not foul. Just use my body. Well, foul, referee blowing up. So I must have done a few of them. And I remember like the, one of the mums, it was cheering me the year before. Must have said like, um, must have been like the, the black B word, right? And I'm like, that cut. Yeah, I'm like, and, and all I remember, I remember like, I mean, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. If you cry, your mum's gonna, mum's gonna beat you. Like, don't cry. She's gonna say, "Why do you want to cry for? Don't cry." Mm. But you know, you feel that warm, welling feeling. Yeah, like, course. I was like, and the touchline was just, just mm. next to me there, and I'm like, "Don't cry." And I'm playing. I'm thinking, and when I look back, none of my parents on my team was said to, "Wait, you can't say that." You know, they. It was just, it was just nothing. Like it was like, maybe it was just like the acceptable, mm. like. I just remember, don't cry. So that was my first experience of it. And I'm thinking, when people talk about resilience, I'm like, well, there's, there's, there's the start. When people talk about, there's the start. There's my start of being resilient because I'm thinking, you're not going to break me. You're not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. You're not gonna, I'm not going to let you make me cry because if I let you make me cry, my mum's going to get me mad, so I'm not crying. Mm. Playing um, professionally, I suffered it once. Um, we, we did a, a, a tour. I ain't gonna name the, the, the guy's name. Um, but it was a well-known uh uh player at the time. Um we went up, we did a Chelsea, we did a tour against Liverpool and Everton, so it was reserves. And I was playing this player, and I must have thing, and he turned around and goes, You effing black B again. I'm like, rah. Mm. This brother, like I used to like thinking he was yeah. playing in reserves, but like first team player for mm. the team was Liverpool. I'm like, rah. And I'm like, and it was me and my, my mate at the time, Zeke Rowe. And he was, he was like, and we're like, next time he gets, we're going to like rock him up. Like, yeah, and like, like, yeah, like, like, thinking, like, wow. Um, and the only other time I think I suffered it was we played in Europe, Chelsea. And I was, I think I was sub when you won European games, early games at 18, that Czech Republic. Mm. And then the monkey chance, I was warming up. Yeah. Um, but as a player, uh, no. Never got it from another player. I never got it from fans. And I always, I'll, listen, I thank the Paul Cannavilles, the Luther Blissits, all those players that let me play with the freedom mm. of the only colour to worry about was the, the other shirt. Mm. 
Um, so I didn't really encounter it. Um, I see it coming back a lot more, but I think that's because social media has given people belief that they can say what they want. Yeah. Back when he was playing, it wasn't so rife. You had to, everything was said on the field, like no one said it then, but I didn't suffer too much from oppositions. Mm. Um, or, but tell a lie. So going, going into football, going into football, so 15, 13, 15, 14, 15, so as a schoolboy, there was comments like Maltese ahead, um, your little, uh, like your, what's it, Jim Chalky and all them sort of comments. Because it was on Saturday. Jim Davison. Yeah, there's every, every Saturday yeah. my man was making jokes. So yeah. them things like, it was acceptable. Yeah. Um, you know, it was acceptable um, to make them jokes about the young lad and now the, the senior pros make, oh yeah, Maltese. I'm like, rah. And in the days, like you're thinking, hey, if you was on the high road, man. Exactly. I swear, like, yeah, like, like but, but then you're thinking, I can't say nothing because you hear the story of in this environment, he got kicked out yeah. because he had a chip on his shoulder. So you just bite your lip. My thing was always said to people, well, when I make it, I'm going to make you change how you speak to me. Mm. I'll make it and change it. And, and all them players did. Mm. All them players did. Like there's, there's players that they think I forget. I yeah. see them now. They think I forget how they used to talk. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But they have talked to me different. They you think I forget. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. coaches as well. Like, like back in the thing, I see, I remember how they used to speak. They see how I forget like they're, 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 they're clean and they're changed. No, no, no. The thing is, I, a lot of them forget. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. A lot of these people, right, yeah. as you said, you don't forget. Yeah. But I've spoken to people over the years and thought, is this guy okay? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see you. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like trying to talk to me like that never happened yeah, never before. happened, yeah. A clean yeah. slate. But yeah, I know we have to move on. We have to forgive, which is what we have to do as, as black people. Yeah, yeah. You generally have to say to people, look, you know, forgive and forget and move on. Forgive, but not forget. Yeah, I no, say. I don't, yeah. But yeah, it's like, um, you know, we talk about doing the work. This is why I'm so keen to yeah. continue to try and tackle discrimination, in particular racism, and explain to people. I always find it difficult as a player not being on the pitch. So if I was sub, yeah, I hated it, man, because yeah. I could just hear everything. I yeah, wasn't yeah. In, a, in a good frame of mind anyway. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I'm on the bench. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't want yeah. to be warming up and, yeah, run, and yeah. running a gauntlet. And sometimes the manager would say, go and warm up. Depending on where we was, I'd be yeah. like, don't really want to warm up, you know. Yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't get it. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah. You, you know, you got to spell like, it out like to people. First, like first half, like, when I'm looking, come on, like I remember say to um couple of uh like is you be the physio, go and warm up. And uh I'm not in I'm like going, no, I'm not warming up, man. Because you're not expected to go on first, first half. half. But we all know now, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you have to like have to, yeah. I, I've been a coach and yeah, I've yeah. managed as well yeah. that players have to be warming up every yeah, 10, yeah. 15 minutes and proper warm yeah, ups. Yeah. And, but we was doing it for a fear factor. Yeah, do you know yeah, what like, I mean? There was a reason why I didn't yeah. want to leave the, the yeah, dugout like, and go down that I went bottom to, end. I went to um I think the worst one was Cardiff. I went to Cardiff and uh, their old I think their old stadium and some of the Ninian Park, yeah, yeah, bro. yeah. Was Blakey playing? Obviously, no, you, no, you, yeah. you at Chelsea, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and so then he ended yeah. up playing. No, uh, I, missed, up playing I, missed him, I missed him at Chelsea, but I, was, I, I played, I was with him at Stoke. Mm. With him at Stoke, he um, was a centre half to start with, you know, Blakey. Was he started at Chelsea? And um, see, I've not been Cinco, Sinclair was obviously, yeah. obviously at Chelton, yeah, yeah. Team. And then at Cardiff, he was playing centre half as well. He used to have his collars up, like yeah, the black yeah, Eddie yeah, Cantona. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I hate every time I yeah. saw a player with collars up, I always put them down. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, he used to be a centre half. Obviously, ended up being a, a decent yeah, striker. Yeah, striker. Yeah, I speak to Blakey every now and again, mm. man. Done well. But yeah, so at the Ninian Park, 
and you can hear everything. And then, man, like, there was spitting. And especially when you're getting it from some nine-year-old kid as well, you're like, and your dad's encouraging him, high-fiving him. But yeah, I was like, in the end, I'm not, I'm not going to warm up. I'm not going to warm up. Like, when you get older, like, I'm not going to warm up. Don't ask me to warm up. I say to man, don't ask me to warm up. I'll warm up for the second half. Okay, so um, let's talk about, you know, obviously we've done resilience and mental toughness. But what about your mentorship program? You know, that's something I know you're you're keen to promote and, and you're working on at the moment. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've, I'm doing um, two at the moment. Um, and I just love helping. Like, honestly, people, I love helping people. I love helping young people um, to try and pass on the knowledge, help them grow. I think a lot of um, young people uh, need guidance, but at the same time, they need to make their own mistakes to learn. And I think, you know, just, you know, my thing is to help put them in the right position to make their mistakes without too much damage. Um, so I'm doing um, two mentoring programs at the moment, but um, I'm always keen just to to help more, encourage more. Um, and it's just finding people that want to buy into into someone coming along and helping, like we say, like as a as a player, there's so many transferable skills, and and I believe I can help them a lot with the qualities I have. And not only just as that as a as a player, but just life skills, my background and life and what I see, um, grounded as well. Um, there's 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 so much, you know. And when I'm like speaking, I'm not salesy. So when I'm speaking to people, I'm saying this is why it's good. Mm. But then, you know, you take it or leave it. But I'm not going to say, if you don't do it, you're going to be the worst. Mm. But if you don't do it, you must be, be in the same place. And we all know in this world, standing still is, is going backwards because the world's forever moving forward. So, you know, I work with, one of the ones I work with now, I work with five young young boys. Um, and once a, a month, we get together um, in a group scenario um, and, and just uh, chat and, go over what they've been doing in a month. Um, and then once a month, I have like one-to-ones with them as well. Um, at the beginning, we establish their goals, what they want from like the, the 12 months and what they want to do. And just help them in that sense. If there's people I can connect them with, um, people they do. But the first thing they have to be is accountable. You know, them STEM skills of like, you know, you need to be responsible, um, be accountable um, and have your own drive. So I'm not, I'm going to give you the tools, but, you actually have to use them. I'm not going to do any of this for you. So I love doing it. Um, you know, when you see people not responding how they should, you know, trying to get them, find a way of trying to get the best out of them. And that's, you know, that's what I do with it. So I'm always keen on helping people. What would you say to a younger version of yourself? Can you imagine? 15, yeah, you 15 know, years of age, you, you know, know everything, but you know, what would you, did, what would did, you say? Did, uh, Christmas time, we did a we have a dinner with like a group of friends. Leon was on it, Spoonie was on it, and I saw um, the picture, great yeah. picture. So um, I said, lads, like one thing I ask, write a letter to your twenty-one-year-old self. What would you say? Mm. And if I was speaking to my twenty-one-year-old self, you know, um, like football-wise, as as hard as I work, I say work a bit smarter. And even more, put a little bit more time in there so you can really maximise your potential. We did well. Um, don't have too many regrets on on, on life. Um, but I would have said to him, like, you're not like you don't need people stroking your ego, but stay a little bit more focused. 
there's a lot more distractions out there. You don't need to buy into that. Mm. So I mean, stay a little bit more focused. And that, you know, and with anyone, we could all bat off the negativity. That's easy. That's easy. You can, you're resilient to negativity. Mm. What gets inside is the, the strokes, the positive stuff. That lets off. your guard down. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So the the praise and the the people that come along and all that sort of stuff. Listen, one thing I do, I had my, my circle was always close. School friends mm. um, are still around me, close people. Yeah. But the, the attention you get as a young man um, from a lot of people, both both genders, male and female, um, just stay a little bit more focused. Mm. Like, And then you can do all that sort of stuff afterwards. So to my, if I was mentoring my young self, um, work smarter. Um, and in working smarter, you're you'd work harder and you'd get a little bit more further forward. Um, don't have many regrets in changing things, but just work a little bit more smarter and stay a little bit more focused. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'd say. Yeah, I mean, you said 21 and I said 15. Only, the only reason I said 15 is, you know, having children. And You got children? Yeah. Got, yeah, got so them. having these conversations with your kids and that, and yeah. you, you just notice the change, you know, from 12 onwards, I would imagine, where they start to find their own little personality. Yeah, my, I've got a 15-year-old now, like, mm. you know, um, and he's Good doing, luck. he's doing, a, yeah, he's, he's doing a football thing. So, yeah. and I say to him, you know, you want to do football? Is he playing? Yeah, he plays football now. Okay, but the drive is different, so I can't always put myself in his thing this because be interesting. A lot more distractions. I get it. What position do you play? He plays a striker. Okay, um, but there's a lot more distractions. His personality is totally different than me. Mm. Like he's, I'm, you know, I'd say a lot more. Um, I was more the, in the group, I was the loud one. Mm. Um, he's more the quiet one. Um, he's not as big as me. Is that really you, Dubs? Or is that the perception or the mask we put on in the football? Because you come across to me as quite a level... Quiet, no, I meant, I, meant, I meant as... But like, in a football jo environment... Jo 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 I was like, jokey, jokey, jokey. Okay. And, and remember, like, and I, I hate the word banter, right? Mm. But um, it was one of the things, like, I was always even in school, like the, the, the sharp comments allowed and making people laugh. Mm. So I took that into football. That was my thing. But then you'd make jokes and at, at 40 plus, I'm like, a joke's only funny if two people are laughing. Not just because I think it's funny and I'm yeah. on you. Ah! And you know, them days, you're relentless, innit? Yeah, ah, of course. Relentless, course, relentless, relentless. Course. So sometimes you just go until, but you don't know what the person's going on. It's like, oh my God. And plus, I'm a big personality and if I'm, one of the ones in the youth team that's always playing, they can't think, I can't say nothing to him because he's, so it makes um, it sink even more. Mm. Um, so he's not like that. He's not the loud one. Mm. So he has to find his own way. But I'm saying, you find your voice. You need to find your voice. Yeah. So when I'm speaking to him, and I, I'm, I question is like, do you, do you want to be a footballer? Do you love it? Because mm. it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult, but at least, at least try and see where, how far you get. Do you know what I mean? But again, the use analogy, if you say to some of these kids, all right, you want to be a swan, yeah? That's the that's a Premier League player. Mm. We're going to be an ugly duckling and there's no guarantee you're going to turn into a swan and we don't know how long mm. you're going to be that black, ugly duckling for. Mm. You're going to go for it? They're like, oh, well, how? They want to negotiate. Yeah. If that's what you're going to do, you're going to go, I'm going to go for it. At least I don't make it. It's because it's I might turn into something else, but mm. I might not get to a swan. They're going to negotiate. They're like, oh, what? That? I've got to be that. I want to just be that. Yeah. No, there's a process. Yeah. You've got to be that first. And there's no guarantee you're going to be that. And everyone wants to be that. So there's, when I, I, I look at him and say, do you want to be a footballer? Do you want to? Mm. Because you've got more, 
you've got more around you, you've got more resources. If you want to be a, a top footballer, man, I'm, I'm saying to you, I think it's, it's easier now. Hmm. You can watch some guy has spent three hours creating a 20 minute video to watch the highlights of yeah. Messi's dribbling. There's, there's a lot of analysis now. There's, there's so much you can do. Te someone, some kids are trying your technique, this and that, you can go and watch and this and that. So there's so much more. I think they're overanalyze now, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think, we, you know, we, we look at so much detail yeah. on somebody. But for, what I'm, what I'm, for them... Yeah, we've alleviated any excuses. There's someone, there's someone that show you the technique. Mm. Remember before, your striking technique, you have to go in the park and watch and, and just do it and do it. And mm. if it worked on the game, I'll take that. But now you've got someone saying and slowing it down and showing you the part of the foot you can use, mm. showing this and that. So you can go and get your striking technique. You can go and watch the runs. Like you had to watch a game to watch the runs and there was no pause. And there was like, if you missed it, you missed it. Do you know what I mean? So there's so much that a kid can watch and learn mm. and then go and, go, and, go and do. So... Is he big like you? Is he, no, is he he's, 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 he's kind of small. He's like, not, he's not big. Mm. So he's not, he's not he quick. He's not, he's not lightning quick. Mm -hmm. so I said What's he, his strengths? Good hold up. Yeah, good touch. Good energy, good touch. But he's got, he's got, he's got to do more. Mm. I'm saying like, you've got to make sure that Everyone knows your strengths. Oh, it's yeah. this and that. I said, like, he's got to make up for it then if he's yeah, lacking pace or like, power. Yeah, or whatever, be energy. Yeah. Like, like, move these strike, move these mm. defenders around. Defenders don't like to to run and move. And it can be done. So I'm sure you've shown him examples of players who lacked pace and, and power, but were still incredible I'm players. So, I, I say to him all the time. The players, I say, I say to him, your body shape uh, matches Negrero. I said, watch Robbie Keane's movement. Hated playing against Robbie Keane. Yeah. Hated it. Yeah, doing this all the time, moving something like that, moving sharp, but boom. Yeah. Three movements, two movements. Mm. Like, oh, do you know what I mean? Like, give me someone I can try and go strength for strength. not going to run. We can have a little battle, mm. but I don't want to run. I don't want to run. So if I want to save, I want to do less running. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But the movement, the this, the that, it's like, mm. so I'm saying you can do it. So there's, there's again, a look at the fuel. Like, do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? What's your, what is it? So is he living a life? No, you know what? He, 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 I wouldn't say he, he does it, but I'm saying whatever you're doing, times it by 10 and times it by 10 again. Wow, like, so what are you doing? Times it. So he's, he's not, he, he thinks he's doing enough. So if you don't drive him, will he drive himself? See, I always no. had an issue yeah, yeah. with not only my boys and young people when I was coaching and I've worked with, you know, there's Walker's lad who's gone on to be a pro, Tyler Walker, excellent kid. Um, Nigel Jemson, you know, so pros yeah. who have got sons who have played. And I know how difficult it can be for yeah. a parent and like when I used to watch my boys, I used to try and stand back as far back yeah, as yeah, possible. Yeah. Like that, I got roped in in the end because yeah. parents can't help. But can you come and coach yeah. the team? And yeah, like, yeah. I don't want. I just want to watch them play. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if they haven't got that drive, yeah, then yeah. as an individual, like my boys never had it. And yeah. I was like, okay, that's okay because yeah, yeah. if you don't want to be a footballer, yeah, and I'm I'm alright with it. Yeah, You're yeah. doing it for me. Yeah, yeah. But I know if you wanted to do it and you want to do it, you need to be going out in the cold. You need to yeah, be going yeah, out in yeah, the rain. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't need to be badging you all the time. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Go and work, work, work. Because yeah. I'm not saying I didn't have that, but I I didn't really have that. Yeah. I got on the bus and the train and I did the extra running and hence that's why I do yeah, it to yeah, this yeah, day. Yeah. So no, mindset had, again. Yeah, he has. I don't think... I've, I'm cool with him not being a footballer. Yeah. I'm, 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 I, it's not for, I say it's not for me. Yeah. But I say this, if this is what you do with something you love, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, it's, everything's going to be difficult. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? This is something you love. So it's, it's down to you. Mm. But I think that he, you know, he's, uh, I'm his dad, isn't it? so I'm the same one that might tell him off. So sometimes hearing it doesn't, it doesn't appreciate, like, it's like, yeah, I get it. 
I had a nightmare coaching my boys. Yeah. And it's, Last, it's, it's, worst thing I could have done was uh, accept coaching my sons in the team that they're playing yeah, with their boys because yeah. I was hard on them. Yeah, like, yeah. More than, you're more, my yeah, son. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, do yeah. it properly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then the, the players will be watching. You're not yeah. getting no easy ride. Yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. thought, it's, you need to separate yeah. the two. Saying, I, really... it? I said that man can't be a prophet in his own village. Mm. So it's hard for you to... Because the other kids will listen and go, oh. and your kids start going, oh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, but isn't it? It's his journey. And it, I say to him, it's possible. I'm telling you, it's possible. Like now that the gap between, you know, 15 year olds, there's a, the gap's not that big. Next few years, the gap will get bigger if mm. you don't you don't pursue it. Why is authenticity so important in, in your work? I think, you know, one of my one of my things is is that to be be me. I don't want to get caught out for being fake, fraud. So be yourself. Like be yourself, and I think you know. In if you're gonna lead people or try and help people, they need to see that actually he is who he is, says he is. Um, and I think that if you get caught out being anything different, everything you say after that is not gonna be heard. So I go into a room as me. I don't pretend to speak any different. Um, I don't pretend to be any different than I am. Obviously, I have my standards in myself of excellence and I articulate myself how I, I do, but I don't pretend to be any different than, than me. Um, what I say is the best of my knowledge. If I don't have an answer, people can't trip me up. You no, know, again, the room, people go, oh, well, I'm quite easy can say, I don't know the answer for that. But you know what? We can either find the answer or... Um, we can Google the answer. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I've got no problem and not know. I don't know everything. Most of the people I coach, I don't know their, their world. Um, but coach, you don't have to know their world. My thing is to give you the tools to succeed in your world. So I'm not a problem with not knowing all the answers. Mm-hmm. As long as I, I'm honest and saying I don't know the answers, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to try and... Uh, uh, it's not some political debate where I should know. I don't know that. Do you know what I mean? If I'm, if I'm, what I'm speaking on, I know. Uh, and that's why people can't trip me up. Or my, most of what I'm talking about is from my personal experience. Yeah. Um, and I don't try and just get stats or facts that I can't back up. Mm. Um, so being authentic is, is to help people to um, buy into what I'm saying and, and how I can help them. So to finish on... What does it take to be the best version of yourself? We kind of alluded to that at the beginning, but... Ooh. It, um, to be the best version of yourself takes discipline, um, consistency, um, and looking to improve every day. Like, you know, I always say, if you, if you beat the version you were yesterday, you're winning. If you improve on the version of who you were yesterday, you're winning. Like, because I only compete with myself. I am not my biggest competition, my worst critic. Um, you know, the the worst things happen is because I was making a decision and it didn't benefit me. So I'm the the one that can that can change it. I'm the biggest competition. If I beat me, become a better version than I was yesterday, I'm winning. Oh, well said. Okay, just before we wrap it up, I mean, you're on socials. Where can people find you? I mean, what's your tagline? Um. They can find me on uh, Michael Dubry, uh, Made Leaders, www.madeleaders.co.uk is my coaching company, or Michael Dubry on Instagram, original underscore dubs on Twitter. But 
they're the main ones. But yeah, hit me up. And um, yeah, I'm here. Always available. Big Dubs, you've been a fantastic guest. Thank nice you. Nice one, brother. Thank you for been coming a pleasure. in. Been a pleasure. Spending been some time on the Absolutely Podcast. Yeah, it's been Enjoy a pleasure. Enjoy the rest Enjoyed of your it. day. Enjoy it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Nice one. Bless. Nice one. Nice one. Nice one. Nice one.